0: El Super Bisto, also known as Bisto, is an unstoppable superhero, masked wrestler, producer, director, star of Bisto World Enterprises, and world-famous man of action. In his first full-length animated adventure based on the comic book created by Rob Zombie, Bisto and his super-sexy sister Susie X must stop the unholy marriage of foul-mouthed stripper Velvet Von Black and diabolical Dr. Satan, or unleash all the sudsy powers of hell. Welcome to a depraved domain of outrageous comedy, nonstop ultraviolence, and badass theme songs featuring a horde of Nazi zombie bikers, seven original songs by Hard and Firm, and the voice talents of Tom Papa, Sherry Moon Zombie, Rosario Dawson, Brian Potion, and Paul Giamatti as Dr. Satan in the haunted world of El Superbisto. I'm Corey. And I'm Paul. And we are the, the B Movie Bros. Here review B movies to the best of our ability. Sometimes we get off topic, but randomness is a gift. This week as we round out Lucha Dore month, we are talking about the two thousand nine movie The Haunted World of El Superbisto. A movie actually created by Rob Zombie. The
1: Rob Zombie. Who's Rob Zombie? I don't know, he made House of a Thousand Corpses and I guess he's a singer or something. Oh, okay. Well, his name's real big on the cover here. Yeah,
0: well, that one guy. What you heard was the back of the box at the beginning here of the DVD case, and so let's uh, jump right into this shit and tell you about the Honour World of El Visto. Here's our technical
1: difficulties. Top and bottom three of this movie. Paul? Let's start with the top this week. For number three... This movie had absolutely no moral, no lesson, and I love when cartoons do that. There are too many cartoons like, well, we all learned a valuable lesson. This movie said fuck it, and no one learned anything, no one gained anything. I fucking loved it. For two, I love the setting of this movie. It's a world where monsters and serial killers just kind of roam around like normal people. It's fantastic. And number one, the musical numbers in this movie were hilarious, the lyrics were so uninspired, and mostly just pointed out like what was going on in the scene that they were singing about. It was great. I don't think a single song in the movie was well thought out, and I laughed the entire time. Corey, what do you get?
0: I am completely distracted by the fact that you have the shadow of the skull of Tien on your wall, dude. Holy check it fuck. out. It's,
1: you fucking What's you it? murdered Tien. Where's Chao Tsu? he eats self destruction Did you eat Chiaotsu for dinner? I should have. I mixed him in the fried rice. <laughs> the little uh, white bits. That's, um, that's Chiaotsu. So, for my top three of Haunted
0: World of El Superbisto, uh, number three, Otto the Ape. He just had some of the best dialogue and the most witty comebacks. Most of his dialogue come between him and the stri- stripper Velvet Vaughn Black. And uh, she's just nasty. And he's this like, high-class... Super chimp. And uh, I i couldn't not laugh at anything he said. He was just hilarious. Number two, the actual world of El Superviso. The background, the atmosphere. Like you said, it was this dark, monstery town full of monsters and creatures and serial killers and all those things that go bump in the night. But it looked like Red and Stimpy. And so, like, that just brought back those childhood memories of that cartoon. And it actually fits into that same kind of world and aspect of more adult humor and adult situations in a cartoon.
1: I kind of want to believe that Ren and Stimpy were somewhere in that world. I'm going to go on believing that. And whereas, number one, in general, you
0: could say the songs in this movie were the best part. But I have to go above and beyond and point out the best song, which is the zombie Nazi theme. Because it's like one of those literal music videos where all the zombie Nazi theme is, is them telling you what's happening. Oh no, there goes the train. It got blown up, hundreds of people are dead. You have to be shitting
1: me, more Nazi zombies. I like the fact that the, um, whatever band was was singing it, they sounded like whenever there's a song going on in Scooby-Doo. It was, that, that made it even better. Oh my god, I didn't even realize that. Now that you say that, it sounds, like, absolutely true. Yep, so, Ren and Stimpy and Scooby-Doo all take place in the haunted world of El Super It all makes sense now, so that's where all those monsters came from in Scooby-Doo. Oh yeah.
0: Alright, well let's get on to the bottom here. Do you want to start?
1: Yeah, so, for number three, some of the crude humor was more stupid than funny, I thought most of it was good, but definitely not for everyone. Two, the plot wasn't the most interesting. It was more about the individual scenes and jokes and what was the overall story. And for number one, some of the jokes just went on way too long, like, to the point where they just weren't funny anymore. Comedy's all about timing, and some of them just really missed the mark. I think most of it was funny, but when it missed, it really missed. Well, I have to say for me, number three was the fact that the scenes went on way too long in some cases.
0: I don't think there were too many of them in the movie that it really detracted all that much. But they were there, and they were definitely noticeable. Number two. For this movie being called The Haunted World of El Superbisto, of the main characters, El Superbisto is the least interesting character of the bunch. He's just like your average jock celebrity you know asshole he doesn't care about anybody but himself and that's all that entails his character is he's conceited there's nothing else in that character as far as the movie portrays other than he's in it for a number
1: one and he could care less and he's just you know there i don't think any of the characters really had much development but that was basically the point it was meant to be crude remind me a lot of um do you remember the cartoon um, drawn together Yes. Yeah, it's just crude. It's meant to be offensive and violent and just disgusting. And that was the point. No one's supposed to be developed. I don't think there was a single character where you say, well, that's a very well-developed character. Well, I don't think they were well-developed. Well, maybe
0: Dr. Satan got developed over time with, with some of the things that he did. But I just think that he was the most boring of the characters. His dialogue was the worst. And I don't know, maybe I just don't like, you know, the whole, you know, he was a jock and basically he was like a high school jock and that's how he acted. And he even brings that up and talks about that through the movie. I don't know. I, I just didn't like El Superbisto as much as any of the other characters. He may, Maybe he was better than Uncle Carl.
1: Maybe a little bit.
0: And for me, number one, there was way, 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 way too much cartoon sex. Is
1: there such thing?
0: Yes, yes, there is. Paul.
1: Well, you need to watch more anime. Then I mean, or go to Japan. We're not in Japan, so way too much,
0: way too much cartoon sex. We kind of gleamed right past it with our technical difficulties, but there was some fun dialogue in this movie. Let's give you a little glimpse of it with another edition of Quote Wars. All right, I'm going to get this started with. Oh, please, refrain from speaking. I know you must be proud of your beauty school education, but your constant
1: abuse of profanity is an assault on my Wellingtonian sensibilities. Okay, I'll make you a deal, okay? You surrender the head of the Fuhrer, and we promise to show you mercy. Zombie Nazis fucking up my day now. It's alright to jerk off to cartoons. The Japanese do it every day. So rub one up for the US of A. It seems
0: crafty monkey with a big screw in his head kidnapped this sweet, innocent little village girl against her will in front of my eyes. Welcome to the Hall of Frozen ex-wives. And that ends this episode's edition of Quote Wars. If you've seen The Haunted World of El Superbisto and would like to give your favorite quote, tell us who won this episode's Quote War, or just say anything to us in general, you can leave us a comment here on SoundCloud. Find us at Facebook at... B-movie space BRS, that's B-movie bros. Tweet us at B-movie bros, that's all one word, or Paul directly at B-movie Paul. All right, let's give this movie our final take here, where we'll give a score on our shot scale. Remember, the shot scale is a reverse scale, 1 to 10, 1 being the best, 10 being the worst. How many shots do you need
1: to get through this movie? Paul? I gave this movie a 3 out of 10. I gave it a 7 out of 10. Jesus, fuck. You really didn't like this. Actually, I did like it, but
0: let, but let me tell you why I gave it that score. Alright. This movie could either be totally hilarious or mind-fuckingly nasty, depending on your point of view. The animation is akin to that of Ren and Stimpy, and that coupled more so by the adult content most would never dream a cartoon to have. Through funny and mostly well-constructed dialogue and beautiful visuals of a monster town... We're told one man's story of a quest for sex. Everything here does seem to work in tandem. Even though the titular character sucks more than a 70s porno star, not literally, the other characters more than make up for him. I did enjoy this movie, but it's so nonsensical and crazy as hell, and as such, I awarded it a 7 out of 10. All right.
1: All right. Well, I give it a 3 out of 10 because The Haunted World of El Super Superbisto is a movie whose crude humor is not for everyone. Luckily, I'm enough of a, of a perverted sick fuck to appreciate it, so I had a great time watching it. The jokes were consistently funny, and I loved El Super Superbisto's arrogant, perverted nature. It, I thought it was entertaining, even if Corey didn't like it. Unfortunately, even though I enjoyed most of the jokes, a lot of them went on too long, which kind of detract from the overall quality. Also, this movie was made by Rob Zombie, so there were references to some of his other movies, such as House of a Thousand Corpses and The Devil's Rejects, which I never actually saw, so I kind of feel like I missed out on a couple of jokes. Yeah, I had to point those out. Yeah, but I don't think it was, it wasn't really that many jokes, and overall, if you're a sick fuck like me, then you'll enjoy this movie. If you're easily offended or have, a fragile, sen- have fragile sensibilities, then avoid this one, but if that's the case, you're probably not listening to this show. Well, I think it's enough about the Haunted World of El
0: Super Bisto for a moment. Let's give this piece of shit, this good piece of shit, it's a golden piece of shit, an A movie companion. Let's tell our people out there what movies are the same movie as the Haunted World of El Super Bisto, but of a higher class, a higher caliber. An A movie. What do you have, Paul?
1: I picked the two, 2016 movie Deadpool. I picked the 1997 animated film. Hercules. Hercules, really? I gotta hear
0: this one. So, both movies are animated. Both movies are musicals. Both feature a muscle-bound superhero who goes on a quest to save the life or soul of a woman that he may or may not be in love with. There are monsters and creatures and demons of all kinds throughout these worlds. Oh my... And then we have to take a look at the villains of the movie. In Hercules, we have Hades, who has the unmistakable voice of James Woods. And then in The Haunted World of El Superbisto, we have Dr. Satan, who is voiced by the unmistakable voice of Paul Giamatti. Two very wonderful actors who are, in this case, playing the most sinister being imaginable. A form of Satan... Or Hades, who in that mythology is basically the devil himself. Both with a plot to, you know, take over the world. And there you have it. That's why Hercules is just an
1: A-movie version of the haunted world of El Superbisto. Alright, I could definitely see that. Alright, so my A-movie companion was Deadpool. Both movies took place in a world that had unusual people in it. El Superbisto took place in a world full of monsters and serial killers, and zombie Nazis. Deadpool took place in a world full of mutants that had arbitrary superpowers. Both movies had, the main, had a main character who didn't take dangerous ser- situations seriously, and were more concerned about getting laid. Both movies had excessive violence and crude humor. Both movies were based off comics. Both movies had a lot of, a lot of breaking of the fourth wall. And both protagonists wore masks. And that is why Deadpool is just an A-movie version of The Haunted World of El Superbisto. So there you have it. If you want to see an A-movie version of
0: this, check out Disney's Hercules 1997 or Deadpool 2016. Now, I think it's time to talk about our favorite pastime here. How we would like to drink away the flick. Drink away the flick. Come on and grab your drink. Let's drink away the flick. I'm going to give you some drinking games for this movie, and then so shall Paul. Number one, anytime sex is happening, drink. Number two, whenever an outfit change occurs, take a drink. Number three, whenever someone takes a phone call, take a drink. And number four, anytime the Nazi zombies show up, finish your drink. And finally, because it's Luchadori Month... Any time the
1: luchador's name is used or heard throughout the movie, take a drink. Every time you see cartoon boobs, take a drink. Every time El Superbisto is an arrogant dick, take a drink. Every time Dr. Satan is referred to by his real name, take a drink. And every time there's a song, take a drink. Those are your ways to drink away this flick.
0: Well, we've come to the end of this month, and let's rank the movies that we've seen this month. So, for me, number four, the worst movie we saw this month was Jesus Christ Vampire Hunter. It took an awesome concept and threw it down the shitter. Number three was My Bloody Wedding, with some funny dialogue, interesting characters, and uh, some other stuff. A robot. It was pretty good. Number two, the haunted world of El Superbisto. Fucked up and crazy as it may have been, it's my kind of ride, and I had a blast. Number one, though, had to remain Plaga Zombie, Mute Zone. The sheer low budgetness, crappy look of it, John West, and the zombies that I couldn't tell what they were supposed to be doing or who they were supposed to be eating. It just all melded together into this
1: icky fondue of B-movie. Fondue of B-movie? It's tasty. Okay. You can dip like apples and marshmallows in it. Anyways, for number four, I picked Jesus Christ Vampire Hunter. The most disappointing movie involving Jesus I've seen since, well, ever. Number three, My Bloody Wedding. It was a good movie. It had a robot, vampires, just about everything you could want. For number two, The Haunted World of El Super Superbisto. I had such a blast watching it. It was, it was a very good time. And a number one, of Zombies, Mutant Zone. This was everything I want to see when I see a B-movie. It's low budget, it doesn't take itself seriously, they use whatever they have, and it's just a lot of fun. I, that's all I have to say on that one, really. And with that,
0: there will be no episode next week as Paul and I will be taking a short summer break of the summer as we have lots of things planned and going on. So in the meantime, friends, enjoy your summer, be brave, be alive, and be back next season. Also, don't forget to stay updated with us through Facebook at Bros on Twitter and anything in the Pittsburgh area, check out our friends at riversedgepgh.com. And by season, we mean fall. And by fall, we mean September.